Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my website to recoveryradiokmp3.com to get the books. Go to sarcasticbigbook.com or just go to Amazon. And as always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me. And I am glad for that. I am so grateful I have no desire to drink today. Check out this sweet action. Read from the bottom of page 84, about halfway through page 85, if you want to get your book and read along with me. This is by the time somebody's on step 10. Last paragraph on 84. We have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. By the time we're on step 10, if we have carefully followed directions, sanity will have returned. What they mean is that the obsession has been removed. The insanity of the first drink something we're not susceptible to. And they're going to describe that right now. What that means is we're going to be seldom, which means almost never, interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react react sanely and normally, and we will find this has happened automatically. I'm not having to manufacture this experience with my brain. I'm not having to say, I can't have that. I got to stay away from that. I'm not having to play the tape through. We react sanely and normally we'll find this has happened automatically. Be a byproduct of our having gotten out of self to a certain degree. Or we become so other centered that the idea of drinking literally seems insane. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. This new attitude doesn't come as a result of my own brain. I'm not thinking this through. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort 
It just comes. That's the miracle of it. We're not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We haven't even sworn off. So we're not fighting it. We're not avoiding triggers. We're not avoiding temptation. And it's not a battle. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We haven't even sworn off. In other words, we haven't even said we're never doing this again. Instead, the problem has been removed. The problem has been removed. The problem that I came to Alcoholics Anonymous for gets removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. I'm not saying I've got this and I'm not cultivating a healthy fear. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist. We're not cocky and we're not afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will not mine be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It's the proper use of the will. Amazing. I think that's just absolutely incredible. For a long time, I didn't know. I do have my piping hot cup of French roast coffee here from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It is delicious. It's right here. But for a long time, I didn't know what would cause me to relapse because it sounds very confusing just to listen to people. It sounds like outside circumstances can cause me to relapse. I hear things that I hear that rhetoric a lot. It used to scare the shit out of me. Moreover, and more frightening, is the fact that people would talk about what they're actually doing in terms of their program in a way that didn't really make sense to them. I don't know why I'm sober. I don't know what I'm doing that's working. I don't know. I don't know. And I would hear all that and it would scare the shit out of me. Does this thing work? Does AA work? It doesn't sound like it. 
And if it does work, nobody seems to know how it works. I'm just going to do a bunch of stuff and hope that one of those things works. Implies to me that the person really doesn't know how it works. And it used to scare me. But what I just read says it all. What I just read says all of it. It explains what will prevent relapse and what will cause relapse. The inverted message explains exactly what causes me to relapse. I will relapse if I'm not in fit spiritual condition. Someone's spiritual condition is sometimes bewildering. And to spend too much time fixated on what it looks like for other people is a waste of time in my experience. But how I can keep in fit spiritual condition is of utmost importance to me. Because it just said, if I am in fit spiritual condition, I will automatically resist alcohol. I will not have to try to. It will be a byproduct of my being in fit spiritual condition. I can be around it. I don't have to try to avoid temptation. I don't have to be afraid of it. I'm not cocky about it. I haven't said I'm never doing it again. It's an experience that I do not have to manufacture. It will happen automatically. The flip side of that coin is if I'm not in fit spiritual condition, that's not how I will react to alcohol at some point. It's different for everybody different all the time but the bottom line is if I decide to drink again it will be because I am blocked from God to some important extent I never ever talked to anyone who relapsed because they were thinking about what was best for anyone else in their life. In fact, the people in their life really weren't on their radar in terms of that. I never talked to somebody who was like, you know, why did I relapse? Well, I was thinking about what was best for my kids. Or I was thinking about what was best for my parents or my partner or my spouse or whatever. And I just thought, you know what? I really thought about that. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get fucked up. Because <laughs> it's not a conversation that a person can have with sincerity. So it is absolutely amazing. wake up and have no desire to drink 
I had a return in early sobriety and then learning why it returned and more importantly, how to keep it away became the most important thing in my life and it drives literally everything I do. My passion about this information, my passion about this, um, Simple explanation causes me to do this and on and on and on. So how do I keep in fit spiritual condition? What do I look for? Fear is an enemy. No exception. I don't trust fear. If I notice a fearful thought, I pivot quickly. I don't water it. Resentment, obviously. If I start having conversation with myself about somebody that goes on for a day or two or three, that to me is a five alarm fire. So I do what's in the big book. If I can't remove the resentment with spiritual treatment, then I will sit down and write an inventory and then read it to somebody, etc. If I can't get out of fear, I go back to step three. Hey, buddy. Y'all are playing God. That's why you're stressed. If I'm unwilling to be wrong about something, that that's something I... I get an alert when I'm in that zone. If I'm not willing to be wrong, if I'm not willing to be wrong, if I'm not open to the idea that maybe I'm wrong, that is concerning. So these are the things I look for. Am I willing to be helpful to people? If I'm not, that's an emergency. If I'm not willing to, if I don't want to, if I literally don't want to help people, that is a big emergency for me. I go do an inventory because I'm blocked. Because once I'm unblocked, I actually want to help. If I don't want to help anybody, I'm blocked. <laughs> That's me. No question about it. If I'm unwilling to do an inventory, I go back to step three. If I'm unwilling to go back to step three, I have problems coming. <laughs> I'm floating on my Niagara Falls. Counting days. I'm going to give a shout out to Mallory. I want to give a shout out to Chelsea. I want to give a shout out to Dave. I want to give a shout out to Stephanie and Taylor 
And if anybody needs to hear it, everything's okay. And it's kind of an embarrassing modeling shoot I have today. I'm not, it's called Buns and Guns. <laughs> it's like an ammo magazine located in Dallas. Right next to Starbies. Uh, so stupid. <laughs> uh, so dumb. All right. <laughs> I really appreciate the support for this. If this is helping you, pass this on to people. Leave a nice review if it's helping you. Tell people about it. Message me on Instagram, sarcastic.a.book. Follow me if you have sick humor like I do. And um, email me, sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Email me. I would love to hear from you. All right. I'm out of here. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same.